0: let's rise as one including valentine holmes our technician extraordinaire we've got ultramarathon legend pat farmer joining us this morning good morning mate welcome back to the show
1: uh, thanks so much how are you steve how are you going michael
0: uh we're well michael not here but the guru gary Birkinshaw is alongside me and congratulations on the run for the voice and have you been in the ice bath ever since
1: Uh, Yeah, to be quite honest with you, I've been doing nothing but recovering since I got back. uh, You know, I've still got to make some pains. Uh, I think you recover, uh, 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 it takes a lot longer for recovery the older that you get, but it's most important that you go through the process. So I've been getting a lot of massage. I've been spending a lot of time in the first since I got back home. Uh, just trying to loosen up the muscles as much as possible and get the, the blood still flowing through to a lot of that scar tissue that I that I got. And then aside from that, just light walks and, and trying to get the food into me as much as possible and stack on the weight again. Uh, I dropped you know, I dropped down to around about 58 kilograms. And um, normally my my race weight is is uh, 60, 61 and 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 normal times i sit around about 65 67 so um i dropped a fair bit of weight
0: is it fair to say this was the toughest challenge of your life and i say that because i saw some of the footage down in tasmania early in the run and you were just absolutely battered by the weather extremes
1: well steve seems to be everything i take on is bloody difficult you know um uh uh, you know there's never an easy event whenever you're doing ultras or anything you know the long-distance swimmers long-distance cyclists will tell you the same there's never an easy event so they're always as tough as uh, as tough as each other and it's hard to single one out um i wouldn't say it was the toughest thing i've ever done but it's certainly certainly up there and it was a an absolute challenge every single day as you quite rightly say tasmania was all about snow and hail even and uh and, and driving rain and strong wind as I headed across the west coast of, of Tassie. Anybody that knows that area knows that the Midlands and Strawn and Queenstown get pretty hairy from time to time. So, I you know, I was dealing with that. And then, of course, uh, after I'd made my way right around the island of, of Tassie, I, I had to cross to Perth. And then it was the complete opposite. They'd only just had a... They'd had a cyclone there two weeks earlier on, and that wiped out a couple of the garage stations and a couple of the road stops, which meant that we had to travel like four or 500 kilometres before we could get fuel and, and clean drinking water and even a replenishment of supplies. So, um, you know, the west coast of, of Western Australia was probably the hardest part of the whole journey. Temperatures were about 38 to 40 degrees constantly every single day with a strong headwind blowing down from Southeast Asia. Okay, Pat Gary here. Mate you're an inspiration uh, for your run for everyone in the nation. What inspired you during the run? Oh look without a doubt every single run I've ever done has not been for a trophy or a medal or it's not been about a prize first or even status on a on a podium. It's really all about trying to drive home messages. I either run the race funds for worthy causes or in this case, to try and educate Australians as much as I possibly could about the up-and-coming referendum, which we've, which has been and gone. Uh, and um, it was all about trying to get the message through to them about how important it is that we can deliver... Decent service, right on the ground, right to the ground for our Indigenous people, right around the country. And to this date, uh, they haven't been recognised to the degree that they should have been, and and they haven't, uh, you know, they haven't received that support on the ground. Uh, and that's because things have been driven from camber down instead of from the ground up. So that was one thing, and I, I felt very passionate about it, and it gave me the strength to push on day after day. And I still feel incredibly passionate about that, and I'll still keep working towards that course.
0: You know, Pat, one day I looked at your Facebook, and I followed the run all the way through, and I thought, wow, there's 900 comments here. So I tell you, you definitely scratched an itch. And what was the undercurrent of feeling that you found when you are out on the road?
1: Look, it it was very, um, very diverse, to be honest with you. You know, uh, people were incredibly supportive to me and to what I was doing. Uh, They wanted to know more. Most people were very, very good. But then there were pockets of of, uh, people, uh, especially far north Queensland, and they were just outright nasty and mean and, and... didn't want to know anything about it, though. They, they, you know, they they felt the way that they did, and that was all it was. So to them, things were very much black and white. Um, and to most people around the country, it's completely not that. To them, it was about trying to really find out more information about it, and that's what I was there for to be a, to be an easily accessible information base. Pat, to be an ultra marathon runner, I'll give you full take my hat off to you to be perfectly honest. So, on 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 any given day, what's your schedule on any given day when you're out in the road? Uh, Quite regularly, Uh, you know, everything's very well organised with every event I've ever done, whether it be the race across America from California to New York, or whether it be a solo attempt at a record such as you know similar to this event. And so, um, you know, the days are structured, the kilometres are structured, so. 70 to 80 kilometres a day, every single day. There is no days off in the whole journey from start to finish. So once you, once the the gun goes off at the start and you make the commitment, it doesn't matter whether the race goes for one day or whether it goes for, in this case, you know, six months. So what was that, 180 uh, days? There is no days off and close to two marathons per day, every single day, regardless of weather conditions. And that's the big, the big kicker because you can't plan in advance what the weather's going to be like from one day to the next, let alone right around the whole country because it's definitely going to be diverse. So you just have to accept whatever comes and just dig in deep and just keep pushing on. And, you know, that's what the whole ultra scene's about.
0: I tell you, I need a good lie down after just hearing two marathons per day every day. And could you tell us about the team behind Pat Farmer's run for The Voice? Because there's no way in the world you could do it. And I know your daughter's a part of it as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Brooke lives. Uh, uh, she, she lives up here at Green Point on the on the coast. She's uh, a, always been just just a wonderful kid, and my son as well. You know, both, so both Brooke and Dylan came with me out on the road for different stints, but all when they could get away from work. Of course, my wife Tanya was with me for the full duration of the journey. Um, you know, I had my sister with me for half of the journey, and my eldest brother there for a bit of it, another brother for another section of it and aside from that then I had um, a film crew that traveled with me or guys that I've used before in the run the length of Vietnam and the Middle East run that I did so they were out there with me I had a journalist with me for half of the journey so you know it was just wonderful people that believed in what I was doing and believed in me and saw this as a great opportunity to see some rural, remote and unusual parts of Australia that they wouldn't normally get the chance to, uh, and to do it for a good reason. And and so, you know, often with the events I do, doesn't matter where in the world they are, um, I tend to attract that type of people that are just looking for a sense of adventure themselves.
0: 14,400 kilometres, and it finishes at Uluru. What is that moment like?
1: Well, I've got to tell you, Steve, the day, uh, you know, in my head, from the first step that I took down in Hobart, Tasmania, all I could think about, well, not all, but most of my thoughts were consumed with this picture in my mind of Uluru. And so to get uh, two days out of there and, and to see it for the first time uh, in the distance... Uh, uh, at the end of that day, 40 kilometers away from uh, from the finish point. And, and to see it, it looked a, a purplish color in the distance, and it was just this magnificent rock that rose above everything else around the landscape. Uh, and uh, I started to cry, to be quite honest with you. It was a culmination of everything I'd been through to that point, the people I'd met, the things I'd I'd suffered and endured to get to that point, our camping on the side of the road through many places and other places in caravan parks. And it was just the culmination of everything coming together to that point and just knowing that the job is finally going to get done.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. That is, that is just brilliant. Yeah. So, so and, and, you know, like when he said about shedding tears 40 kilometres from the finish, when I watched my son and his great mate uh, CJ Beaumont do the Sydney Marathon, there's people crying that day, and that's that's one marathon, and it's in 35 degrees soaring temperatures, and the emotion that comes out of a lot of people nearing the finish or even through the middle of the run. So not surprising that, you know, uh, Pat's speechless before he gets to Uluru. Yeah, look, I... I just, yeah. Sorry, you go, Pat.
1: No, yeah, look, I, I just I just want to say, you know, I, I never, ever belittle... Uh, any achievement anybody whether it's a 5k fun run whether it's 10k a uh, half marathon a marathon no matter what it is because it's it's you know everybody puts everything into whatever they're doing and uh, but in every one of the things that is a common denominator in the running business is you get to a point say three quarters of the way through it all and you have to dig deep and find everything that you've got and that's what makes the finish line, the half marathon, and marathon so incredibly special. And uh, even even in a mouldy day, you just you just projecting your mind to the finish, and you still go through exactly the same thing. I remember Rob De Costello saying to me one time, of course he was, you know, one of the greatest. Uh, and Rob said to me, said you know, like I just had so much admiration for every single person that. That digs deep and tries to discover this new self within themselves, and that's that sums it all up. Yeah, fantastic. So, so what next, Pat? What's your your next goal? Uh good question. Now, right <laughs> at this point in time, I'm 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 concentrating on uh, just recovery. I I did I you know I did end up with a little bit of knee soreness and a, a few aches and pains. I'm um, recovering from. My skin was incredibly badly damaged because no matter what I put on it. Uh, I was just out there in the elements for so long, so I'm I'm trying to give myself a bit of time to recover. But uh, I'm undoubtedly, you know, I had uh, 60 Minutes crew speak to me uh, just recently, and they, they, you know, they asked me, you know, when am I going to give this business up? And I said, I'm, I, you know, the day I die, because I think that while ever I can continue to be an inspiration to other people, while ever I can continue to re- use my sport as a means to communicate good messages and to help other people, then, you know, I, I feel that worth in my life. So uh, th- I haven't planned another event at the moment, but there will definitely be other events. And I may even try and organise a few small, fun events on the Central Coast here. I was only thinking this morning when I was walking along the beach here at Cape Cabana, how I need to get get back and organise my quicksand run again, which is... Basically a basically soft sand run on the beach that does—it's uh, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a marathon in soft sand, uh, oh. and then and, and then pick a charity, pick a charity, and and encourage people to participate in those events and and, and do something locally. So I'm pretty keen to get into that now.
0: Hey Pat, uh, despite the voice, the yes campaign not being successful in 2023. Do you feel like the conversation was healthy and do you feel like some of those remote communities in particular will get the grassroots funding and the support they need?
1: Well, the problem is it'll take time and they needed, uh, you know, every day that ticks by in those remote communities is a day that, you know, another another kid ends up, you know, off the rails and headed for, headed for custody. Uh, uh, another day without an education for, uh, for uh, other, other children. Um, the health benefits uh, are, are lacking in these communities big time. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm really keen to make sure that people, people sort of reflect on everything that's happened, especially the government and the, and the opposition, and they say, OK, well, we know what the problems are. We know that people are concerned that the money's not getting to the ground. Uh, that there has been millions, in fact, billions of dollars spent over over the years, over many, many years. Uh, so it's most important that things hit the ground and we do try and change those lives. So I think there is a sense of, of everybody now realising that something absolutely has to be done about the situation and that was a good thing that came out of the whole scenario.
0: Yeah. Gee, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, congratulations too because this coming thursday night you're one of the finalists for sports person of the year at the sports central coast awards along with uh, you know a couple of amazing athletes from the coast including some former winners Matt graham is one of them nicola oleschlag is also on that list nico Hines is there as well and there's a few others but congratulations to you pat a worthy finalist this coming thursday night well,
1: once again, thanks, Steve, but it, it's it's just nice to be in great company. I, I take my hat off to all sportsmen and women because they're people that that know how to set goals for themselves and then they work hard to achieve those goals uh, and th- and they know what it's like to push their body beyond beyond limits. So it's just nice to always be hanging around sportsmen and women and to be in that sort of company. So I feel very, very privileged to have that honour.
0: Yeah, another standing ovation for the great Pat Farmer, ultra marathon legend. Thank you, mate. We'll catch up with you soon. I look
1: forward to it. Thanks again. Cheers, guys.